0: Welcome to the Loudmouth Show, it gives me immense pleasure to host the youth idol and a well-known personality across the sporting and entertainment industry. Yes, I'm talking about Mr. Arjun Pandit, from anchoring to partnering with major broadcasting channels, covering FIFA World Cup, ISL, IPL, all sorts of format across the ICC, to hosting 420 Grands show, to doing episodes for Hotstar. Not only this, he has played major club level football in India as well. His passion and zeal for the sport drove him towards presenting and analyzing one of the most competitive sports in the world. Yes, I'm talking about football. I give a very warm welcome to the charming
1: and uber cool Mr. Arjun Pandit. So, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Uday. First and foremost, how uh, much time kitna you To be honest, one minute 1 minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so, that, that was a really nice introduction. Yeah, Thank you so much for that. You said my my passion for the sport led me to presenting. Let me correct you there. I, I tried I... to make it as a footballer. So, my failure on the field led okay. me to presenting. Because then I said, look, uh, field field, not the Bathweini And uh, I couldn't make it as a football player because all my life, that's the only thing I wanted to do and you know very often they ask you that uh, if if you're clear in your head Mm -hmm. what you want to do from a very early early stage of your life it helps you on so very early on in my life uh, anyone would ask me wherever I would be at and this is from the earliest age of seven eight you know when we're in single digits when we're toddlers we basically can't even see anything below us we're that small and uh, I would only say I want to play football there was this 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 I don't know there was a karmic connection you know, I, w- I was just getting swayed to the beautiful game. And mm-hmm. so much so that my parents were supportive. And wo bhi ho tha. Saal se tha ki footballer. Banna hai, footballer banna hai. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I had some talent in my legs. And uh, coordination in my body. So I played yes. school level, college level football. Tried playing club level football. But then when I went to the highest level. I boss, apna hai nahi. I am just not good enough for this. So then when it did not work out. I said, yes, what's the next best thing? The next best thing is to sit and talk sport. Exactly what you're doing because there is no greater satisfaction than talking, analyzing and dissecting sport.
0: Yes, it's not a failure. I think from failures, only one learns about themselves. So I think it's a great achievement you've had. The kind of uh, efforts you had put at a level where you know hardly people get to go And it's really commendable what you've done. So that is why I think people are really inspired by what you've done. And especially getting on a national forum in front of live TV, again, carrying yourself so well and, you know, addressing yourself so well is another achievement, sir, altogether.
1: Thank you so much for that. Though, though It it wasn't an easy learning curve, man, because, uh, you know, uh, if you generally seen sportsmen, they're not the best at talking, right? Yeah. And uh, it's only your exposure to camera that makes you better and better. So it's called in Hindi that you have to make a scene It was the same as when I started uh, yeah. talking sport. Eventually, because I saw a lot of people that we like in school, in college, we like to play. So and... invariably, it'll be a natural fit to suddenly go on television, to go on, on, on wherever, on whatever platform it is, and start talking sport, and we will be successful. But it doesn't work out like that. Every... Yeah. Platform, everything that you do has a certain amount of skill and a small amount of skill, I would say, but a large amount of dedication required for you to be successful in it. And so, you know, uh, for me to really find myself on camera and to understand how to talk on camera, how television works, how the stuff behind the camera works, it took me a good four or five years, man. Uh, First three years I was at Z Sports. I was covering uh, the National Football League. Then that became the I League. And yep. it's because and it's it's funny because this ambition to want to go and play football, this yep. has always helped me in whatever I've done in life. So I got yep. into a college because of sports quota. I was playing Santosh Trophy, I was playing club level football, yep. under nineteens and so on. So I got into college courtesy of that. Yep. Once college got over, I got to, of course, go and try and play abroad in uh, Goa. Goa. Goa me go nehimila. And then Ajit. came the chance Z you can an opening in Z Sports. Mein aapko ek opening mil hai. And the reason mm-hmm. I got an opening in Z Sports, one, because my father was a good person. So he put okay. his neck on the line. And he made a few calls, firstly. So he put me out there. So I'll always thank him for that. But then mm-hmm. secondly, once I got into the room and I got into an interview with the person who's heading production there. And he said, look, why should I hire you? Because mm-hmm. you have not even an iota of production scale in you. I said, sir, because mm-hmm. football have seen football, played football. Or mm-hmm. just football, ki aap log kar rahe ho broadcast. Kar rahe ho, usko mm-hmm. main se so if All you me. take a punt on me, I will yeah. help you in building your production values. I will help you in, you know, in going after the right things. Because you yeah. can sports channels mein and who mm-hmm. talk about sport, and it's not just the one person who you see on camera. It's a team of at least 10-15 people. There are producers, there are editors. So it's a coming together of a lot of people. More often yeah. than not, at least 80 to 90% of that team has never played top-level sport. Yeah. You know, so wo bhi karte in terms right. of they're too harsh in critiquing someone or they saying yaar, ye har 50, you But right? you don't right. understand the human angle to it. And that is only possible when you go into that mix and you understand that, you know, to get that 150, there are hours of practice that goes behind it. And even with hours of practice that goes behind it, a lot right. of other things have to be in sync. So, you yes. will never be 100%, but you can yes. always try being a 99%, which is why recently I had Sunil on the show, Sunil Sethri, captain of the football team. Yes, sir. I and Sunil seen. and I go long back. Yeah, Sunil and I used to play under 19 football. We played for Delhi Santosh Trophy wow. and club level, school level football. We played against each other. Oh, wow. the Rada, Ekwari, Sunil used to be in the school called Mamta Modern. And Mamta Modern was a, a, a football school of Delhi. So, they used to get uh-huh. the best kids uh, in Delhi they used to give them scholarships and they would be told you don't need to worry on your studies. You will be okay. training like a proper football team for three to four hours every day. Or, we mm-hmm. were modern school from Vasant uh, Dihar, which is like a normal school, right? So you have your football session before uh, school starts, which is like about half an hour, 40 minutes, one hour. It mm-hmm. was like a very basic kind of level school in terms of sport. And so we were playing Sunil's team and we had to put all 10 behind. So much so that our half ka jo half hai, Sunil Chhetri 3-4 But the point <laughs> I was trying to make about Sunil is that Sunil has realized, he was saying, I found my sweet spot. Yeah. Like I know my, my technical and my skill level is going to be the same. It uh-huh. won't change that much. But uh-huh. I can fix it. I can fix my sleep. That's in my control. Okay. I can fix okay. my diet. That's in my control. I can uh-huh. fix my recovery. That's in my control. So that when I do step out onto the field, I feel 100%. And then, of course, my skill and my technical levels take over.
0: That is quite something. I haven't heard of this before, but again, coming from you, so it was definitely informative again. So, I mean, it's pretty inspirational stuff going on. At the school level itself, if someone's really claiming all this, it's really big. <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. Thank you so much for that.
0: So, uh, the first thing I'd like to ask you is, again, I just got to know how the beautiful game really came into your life. So, I'd like to ask you, I know you're an Arsenal supporter.
1: So, Caddy. where is the love... For, for the philosophy of Arsenal come from? Don't have to look any further than Arsene Wenger. Uh, the, what is the philosophy of Arsenal? Now, Arsenal's philosophy prior to Wenger was very different. It was, yep. you know, very English in a way where you have numbers and bodies behind the ball. You put in your heart, you put in a lot of effort, uh, not so much of emphasis was Uh, put on uh, skill not so much of emphasis was put on finding gaps or or, or making plays whereby you're leaving yourself open Uh, it was like the old school English football hit it long a guy will hold it off you two people will run off him and that was the Arsenal you got to see then came Arsene Wenger and you know this is the beauty of Wenger and I'm sure you've read about this or heard about this given that you also follow Premier League is that Wenger was a step ahead so he had first mover advantage when he All did come to Arsenal, he said, ko apne ke lane Any coach, irrespective mm-hmm. of what time he comes in the season, eventually mm-hmm. when he wants to set his team, he will have to get his type of players. Absolutely. And whenever you come into a team, you will not always find the kind of players you want. So Wenger yes, then sir. thereby went about." going and recruiting, so first he goes and gets Dennis Bergkamp from Inter Milan, he wasn't having the best of times there, then he goes and gets uh, Patrick Vieira, and who for me is his biggest signing, Uh, then there of course he gets Thierry Henry, there's Mark Overmars, and so, you know, Wenger finally starts to imprint his philosophy on that club, and what is that philosophy? Wenger's philosophy is that it has to first and foremost look pleasing to the person who's watching you play, Janab. He is thinking about you. And I love that about the guy. Because, you know, as soon as we move up levels, and you've heard so many people say that the joy of football goes out of their lives. Yeah. The joy of winning, or rather, rather the, the, the battle-heartedness of winning, yeah. and, and that cutthroat nature of winning takes over the joy of football. Eventually, True. you did, I did, anyone who's listening to this podcast did. You get into the game for the joy of the game. For the feelings you get when you're on that field. You might get joy from scoring a goal. I might get the joy from finding a pass between three people. Someone else might get the joy from from making a tackle or making a save. So for him, it was important that the people that were watching his team play would enjoy his team playing. Absolutely. And because he was doing that, he was the first one to do that in the Premier League. And thus yes. came that expansive style of football, where the emphasis on the technical skills of a player, the individual technical skills of a player were important. And then that individual technical skills were brought together as a collective so first, you had the individual brilliance of Bergkamp, who would hold yeah. a few. You had Ian Wright, of course, working with him. Then, yeah. of course, you brought in the pace of Henri, And then you've realized that Henri doesn't work on the left. Henri is a much more impactful player down the center.
0: And, of he course, had, you've
1: it's... got someone like Marco Obmaz, who's coming from the Ajax school of thought. You know, where the Ajax school of thought is somewhat similar to what Wenger does. And yeah. Wenger, of course, courtesy of that, earned so much success in his first few years. But then what happened? Then, of course, slowly but surely, because itana hai, it is such a cutthroat nature that people yep. started catching up. and once oh. they started catching up, Wenger couldn't find a different way to make yep. his team. You know, he kept on then always pushing for that philosophy. and yep. uh, eventually then by you saw the decline of Arsenal under Wenger. but Jabi 11 seasons Ya seasons Kush it doesn't really make me any difference. For me, yep. Wenger is the man. Uh, not only for his vision and philosophy on the field, but for the person that he is. If you if you hear him talking about football, in you know, like like my dream interview would yeah. be to sit and chat with Arsen Menga for close to two hours. I could do it for more yeah. than six hours easily. But I know Dogant is that time. I would want aap 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 to aap 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 deega, aap Time, no, we won't give time. I don't give time to my sister, so where do you give Vengar So the point is that you know, Vengar has a connection hai, bhai. And, uh, and you know, that's, that's the beauty of football. Football needs a connection hona And that's where you truly feel for the game. And uh, so Wenger so for me is, is the reason this love for Arsenal came about.
0: So, Mr. Pandit, you've actually ex- elaborated uh, his philosophy and again his philosophy, whatever you've told, it can actually be applied to real life as well, no matter what job we are into. So, Arsene Wenger as a person also was very pretty much sorted if you compare it to totally, the manager. Totally. And it is really important for a person to remain grounded and you know, uh, again he actually mentioned this that tenacity yeah. and fidelity is something which a manager or a player should be looking into. And the reason he, uh, you know, after coming back from Nagoya, he joined Arsenal and he never left the club because he found the values embedded in the club similar to what he believed in. So, absolutely, I'd agree
1: with you on that point. See, see the thing is, the thing is, see, न, uh, you will not always find everything going in your favor. But if you say 10 and And that is a good fit. That is it's good. as simple as that. See, wherever you're going, you're going to a very democratic setup. And In a democratic setup, you might differ from what I think. I might differ from what you think. Your uh, thought process for what attacking football might mm-hmm. be completely different from what my thought process of attacking football is. But you will okay. also call it attacking football. I yep. will also call it attacking football. So when Wenger and Arsenal came about, yep. A, they gave him the space to breathe. Yep. Courtesy of that giving the space to breathe, in the mm-hmm. first two years, only Usne trophy by trophy jit Now, because he won those trophies in the first two years, they mm-hmm. thought that now was the time to let him do what he does. And it exactly. continued. It continued for five, six, seven years. But then, mm-hmm. after that, when they really needed to bring in a change, possibly yeah. not by changing Wenger, but yeah. they needed to bring a change in philosophy for the kind of player they were going with, wo nahi hua. And thus, followed the seven, eight years after that when arsenal pretty much became a joke at some point trophy less at some point but now yeah. of course as you can see arteta has changed the philosophy yeah he has changed the philosophy and how like wenger's time it was pretty much like use your technical skills move up to the attacking third and then show me your technical brilliance do what you want yes. right so burkham's brilliance comes into play ozil's brilliance comes into play find that opening move that gap now with arteta if you see you you saw the final of the FA Cup or yeah, yeah I think it was the final of the FA Cup then you yeah. saw the opening game of the season there yeah. is a distinct plan one yeah. of those plans is using Aubameyang on the left so yeah. you yeah. overload on the right overload yeah. on the right yeah. make Aubameyang space give Aubameyang space on the left and then yeah. put that one diagonal ball which has to be inch perfect so exactly. much so that then Aubameyang brings it down and yeah. it's a one on one situation and if you hmm. give him a one-on-one situation, given his goal he, record, he's going to get you the goals. So, hmm. Arteta doesn't care that you play idhar play and everyone's going, wow, wow, wow. He wants chahiye, He wants that cutthroat nature in. And I kind of agree with that because when you're in transition, na, hmm. for a transition to be smooth and successful, you need to be winning. Once hmm. you win, once your transition is set, then you can go about putting more of your philosophies in place. But until, until hmm. then, that year one, year two, need to win 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 and for Arsenal winning the Premier League is out of the question so my guess is their only aim should be to get into the top four which is also a very tough ask but top four is what they should be aiming for this season
0: so so you have actually touched upon the heavy points which are revolving around the Premier League this season I'd like to start uh, the session with Emmy Martinez, you know, he was really there for a decade and he knows the philosophy of Arsenal. He's worked under Wenger as well. He's worked under different coaches. And, you know, he really proved a point that last season, 30 to 40% of the wins really go to him because of his excellent saves, his keeping. He, you know, Arsenal has had succession in the FA Cup as well because of Martinez and selling him to a club and again witnessing him playing a debut against Sheffield and, you know, saving a penalty as well on his debut is a big thing. So, what do you have to say about letting him go?
1: I yeah, see. Well, I've given you that football okay. is this, football is that, but football is also economy. There is a football yeah. economy in place, and uh, yes. if a player you've had for so long, right? Yeah. So, okay, we, we, we are saying Emi Martinez has, yeah. has, a, has had a great end of the season. He's Absolutely. had a great start to the season with the Community Shields, yeah. and of course, he's gone on to continue that in his new club, right? Bilkul. Bilkul. How long has Emmy Martinez been with you at the club? He's been with you for more than ten years, I'm guessing, or eight years. Absolutely. I don't yes. have the number Bilkul. exact. Yeah, ten years. In those eight or ten years, if this guy was as good as he was, or he, yes. he is right now, why has he not played more? See, at that level, there's nothing called politics, right? Politics yes. to niyotana. That you have to deliver. You yes. coach could deliver. Karna hai. If coach wants deliver, the coach that I have to put out my best 11. For some yeah. reason, Mr. Martinez has barely made the first 11 in these last 8 years. Now yeah. suddenly, in year 8, or whatever it is of his last year at the Arsenal thing, he yeah. was given a chance and yeah. Martinez really clicked. He did. Yeah. You tell me now, if you have to decide. Because at the end of the day, you cannot ignore that you've got 20 million for him. Yeah. You've not let him go for 5 million. You've not let him go for 7 million. You've no. got 20 million, which is a pretty decent amount for a player who's barely played in the 8-10 season that he's been with you. So if you're no. making a decision on Martinez and you're saying I already have a burnt Leno and clearly burnt Leno has been brought into the club, uh, keeping the future in mind. You will say, okay, eight years. In eight years, no. I mean, the going to, to, to 20 so the how will you then pick it? Will you say, "Oh, in these beast games may game So let's continue. Uh, maybe those eight years tells you a trend. Yeah. maybe he is not going to be your first choice keeper. That phase might be good for him. I'm sure that phase is brilliant for him. Yeah. But the historically, you know, it's not like he's been there for you two years. Historically, eight, 10 years have shown you that he's not been breaking into your playing 11. So if you're getting 20 million for him, I think it's a yeah. great deal of business. I have no... I Burani Laga Laga that you let him go. I think it's yeah. great business. And uh, hmm. also the fact that I think this guy wanted to be the number one keeper. Now, you've got burnt Leno and Martinez. You need settled players in your squad. You cannot have unsettled players in your squad. Yeah. Uh, what do you do then? Clearly, Arteta has made his choice. Leno is his keeper. So, you let him go. And if you're getting good money for him, why not, man? I, I, I think it's a smart move.
0: All right. You know, uh, Wenger's policy was to retain players, to, you know, build trust amongst players. But we have seen Arsenal has had many start players, in fact, losing and losing his trust and, you know, leaving the club. Like Thierry Henry, we have RVP, we have Alex Song, we've got Fabregas, Lev, and the list goes on. What do you think about retaining these? What if these players would have still, you know, played for Arsenal till their retirement? Arsenal would have had a Brilliant chances of coming or winning the trophies as well because they've always been in top four since the time Wenger really stepped in. It's just towards the end of his tenure that he really started, you know, declining.
1: So what do you have to say about this? Uh, if, if there's something I really like in Wenger is it's that he knows when to let go of a player. Okay. I think the only time he's made a mistake of letting go of a player is Robin van Persie, Absolutely. right? Usko nahi jaane dena That is also the beauty of Wenger. That he usko jaane and that too to Man United. I that, that if. Reverse the situation. Rooney that to Arsenal. Jaane. Alex, no Alex no. Ferguson would have never let him go. And therein yeah. lies the difference between the cutthroat nature of the two managers. And maybe that is why Alex Ferguson and Manchester United have gone on to win what they did in that era, of course. Rather than that, you look at Thierry Henry at Barcelona. Like he he was a shadow of what he was at Arsenal. Yeah. He was barely he was influencing games. Yes, he was part of a solid team. So, as yeah. the collective, the team were going and winning. Because that time, yeah. you also had the new Guardiola style of football. Remember? Yeah. The first few seasons, which Guardiola was manager, it was... Yeah. Henry was there. Yeah. So, you know, the collective was winning. Henry, yeah. as such, was not individually impacting games for Barcelona. At least, that's what I feel. True, true. Ses Fabregas... Um, I, I, I don't think Ses Fabregas has yeah. as good a season anywhere post-Arsenal. Maybe yeah. because he was part of a... Uh, Chelsea, you could say so, but Chelsea, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I still don't think he was as good as what he was at uh, Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Alexander Hleb was such a beautiful player, man. What yeah. a player. But having said that, as soon as you've let go of Hleb, if he was yeah. that good a player, how much yeah. playing time did he get at Barcelona? Zero. Zero. After yeah. leaving Arsenal, Hleb was nowhere to be seen. So yeah. if you take just these three players, it was a smart decision because you've cool. let go of them. If they were that good, yeah. and if they were that impactful that they were in your team at the time, yeah. it would have carried on to whichever team they were gone to. So I don't yeah. think he made a dis- bad decision. I think the only bad decision was Robin van Persie because उसके goals थे, and yeah. player tha, yaar. Matlab, itna dil pe lagana, uh, for, for for at least that one year, I would refer to him not as van Persie, I would refer to him as Snake. Okay, <laughs> And I, 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 so much so that I had stopped following him on social media Meriku Delpe Lazi. but uh, now that he's come back on television and he talks the, talks yep. football, you know I've I started liking him again. there's a there's a certain bluntness to the way he speaks uh, yep. there, there's a certain vision with which he yep. plays the game it, and there's something very nice and I, I kind of buy into his vision and then yep. that, that van Persie at the time now the touch and and the way he would pace his ball. The way he would place for his goal, I thought that was the only mistake Wenger made in selling.
0: I think we have spoken about the uh, strengths, you know, of the current team. You've spoken about the strengths. You've spoken about the past team as well. Again, uh, you, you, your prediction is, you know, Arsenal should really. Even I think Arsenal should aim for the top four. Again, they have a lot of potential this season. Uh, Coming. Coming on to Chelsea, sir. Uh, You know, Chelsea was, again, one of the most... All of us were really awaiting on Chelsea because they spent 200 million million euro on so many players like Werner, Zayac, Habert, Chilwell, Thiago Silva. Again, he came on a free transfer. But seeing them play in the first two games, I'm not really judging them because it's too early to judge them. But again, don't you think... Some sort of a performance should have showed up in the second game at least, or in the first game against Brighton. They were not really up to the mark. I'd say Brighton were not clinical enough. Dunk really missed a chance. You know, their striker Mope missed a couple of chances. And Chelsea were being bombarded from the right flank consecutively. You know, uh, Alonso wasn't being, he's not even a defensive uh, fullback. He's more of an attacking footback. So he wasn't being able to, you know, hold the game against Brighton. And coming on to Liverpool again, the red card fiasco really led to, you know, uh, Chelsea yeah, conceding the, goal. the red
1: card finished the game. Red card finished yeah. the game.
0: So, uh, what do you think about Lampard? You know, what will he do from uh, here onwards? Because do you think he will introduce Gerrard into the squad? Do you think he will, uh, he needs to give more training time to Werner and more training time to Havertz, especially Havertz? What
1: do you think about that? Yeah, see, see, uh, see, the thing is, while, while on the one hand, you're saying 200 million he's spent. Yeah. you bought Werner, you bought Zayich, you bought Haberts. Uh, who are the other guys you bought? Uh, who who are the other people he's bought as far as his attacking uh, Zayich, people are concerned? Uh, no, so these are yeah. the three
0: attacking people and Chilwell and Thiago Silva Chil- in the defensive. Chilwell
1: field. and Thiago Silva. Yeah, so, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about the three guys up front. And plus, add to that, you have Giroud. See, we have the, Pulisic off, is
0: also there, but he's injured. Pulisic also. is
1: also yes, Pulisic is also there, and Pulisic came into form at the end of uh, last season. Yeah. So, uh, of of these three, if there is someone who's ready made and raring to go in the Premier League, it's Timo Berner. Yeah. and he looks set, he looks fit, he, uh, he likes taking on defenders, and there is a clinicalness to his finishing, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a very composed calmness to his finishing, and you can understand why someone like a Jurgen Klopp was vying for his signature because yeah. uh, I don't think any of Mane, Sala or Firmino have the kind of finishing that Werner has, right? So Absolutely. then add to that you, the service coming in from Arnold and from Robertson from the left-hand side and this guy would have been a deadly player, man, for Liverpool. Yep. Having Absolutely. said that, he's come to Chelsea and I think yep. it's a smart move for him individually that he's come to Chelsea because he is the main man, now, right? Yeah. At mm-hmm. Liverpool, he would not have been the main man and there's a difference. He's a striker, really. so invariably, they're selfish, Strikers always yeah. have selfish if he wants to So Werner He's has good... come into Chelsea, which is a great thing. Yeah. And he, he looks set. Honestly speaking, I've seen Werner uh, in those two games, like you were saying. Of the, yeah. be, of the of the new signings, Werner has looked the most settled and the best. Now the yeah. others you talk about. Zayich is inserts, you can't see anything. Havertz needs time, man. Uh, yeah, you, you can spend 200 million, you can spend 400 million. You can spend uh, 1,200 million or 100 million, million. me But point is, when you're coming to a new league, where the physical nature of the league is completely different, when you're coming to a team, uh, which is a new team, uh, and also you must remember that Chelsea has barely had a pre-season. So, if if Liverpool came into that game with Chelsea, Liverpool had already played, I think, four or five games prior to that. Chelsea had only played that one game versus Brighton so to to expect them to suddenly click like as if you know they're a well-oiled machine that will not happen. Absolutely. So because transfer 200 million I think Chelsea's basic aim is what? Their basic aim should be that you stay in top four. Stay in top four because if you keep this team together for one season then the second season onwards, because of the talent on display, and yeah. because these boys will be hardened Premier League players by the end of next season, you will see the real Chelsea next season. I yeah. don't think you can expect them too much. So I'll tell you what kind of Chelsea performance you can expect this season. You can expect a start start-stop kind of performance. Okay. Jahaan suddenly, ek, ek mein, Man City ko yeah. and you'll be like, wow, 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 Chelsea. But then mm-hmm. suddenly come the few next uh, uh, matches and maybe yeah. they're losing to a Wolves, maybe they're losing to an Everton and so on. Because also, if you look at the team right now, defensively, they look short. If yeah. in the 3 band midfield that you have, you have mm-hmm. Kovacic, you have Jorginho yeah. and you have yeah. Kante. Kante. And for some reason, Jorginho is playing in the centre. That yeah. just baffles me. I don't so, understand uh, it. What is so, so special about this player other than the fact that he gets the ball and he moves it very quickly? I think if you put yeah. Kante there, Kante will be much more better so, in the center I, of the pack. That yeah, is yeah, Kante's so, position. You have to you have to play on the right, you can always come yeah. in the center to defend. But it's not yeah. the same as playing in the center. Something like what a Claude McAuley used to do for Real Madrid and also yeah. for Chelsea. So Kante has to be in the center because with the amount of attacking options you have, right? But then ball you need someone like a Kante to protect that defense. Because who are your yeah. stopper backs? Thiago Silva. Yeah. Thiago Silva is the Ball up, and the defenders will make a run at him. He will not yeah. be able to catch them. Kurt Zuma. Kurt Zuma is coming in from a knee operation. So Kurt Zuma is yeah. not full fitness. Chilwell is yeah. a very good option. Chilwell yeah. is a very good signing. That's been signed from the left, yeah. and on the right it's Reese James. I think, and I really like the look Absolutely. of that player. So Reese James is as well. there as well, scorer as well. Yeah. So there's something right, and he, you know, the, if you noticed over the last three four years, this trend of the inverted fullback has started. Where? <laughs> line make plot in the line. That, man, this is my home. This is where I have to be a beach. And to put and down 90 minutes up and down, up and down. I have to put Now, the inverted fullback is so much that now he goes a little bit and he comes into the center. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly, a three-man midfield becomes a five-man midfield. That yeah. is the role of an inverted fullback. In fact, Beautiful. so when you told me, na, so I, was, I was reading up a little bit about these, these teams today. And yeah. I don't know if you agree with me or not. So I'll ask you this question because a lot yeah. of tactics... In Premier League football, top level football today has become about who leaves their position and how the other person comes into that position. Yeah. So you're always keeping the defense on their toes. Yeah. Jo aapka f- uh, fullback hai wo under jo andar midfield pekhil hai wo right bahar jaare. And this crisscross always happens. And that yeah. is the way these guys get the better of a lot of their opponents. I yeah. feel that way. So, so uh, just to sum up Chelsea, you need to give them time, man. If, if you're a Chelsea fan, do not expect too much. Expect some wow moments where they'll possibly beat some of the best teams around. But expect some very big lows as well. Because this is a team that's new. And it's a team that will take time to come together.
0: So, you spoke about Kante again, defensive and advanced role. Abi they're trying to, Lampard is trying to, you know, he's really confused with the the options that he's presenting for Kante. But under Kante, uh, if you remember, he had won the Premier League with Kante playing as an attacking midfielder. And yeah. with Ranere, uh, with um you know Les Leicester, he also won the Premier League again as a defensive midfielder. So his, yeah, his, his role is never really defined. So uh, and with Jorginho, I don't think he's really a good either. He can play a holder's role, but again, I think Jorginho is more of a person. A little like Kovacic. Kovacic likes to be, you know, a little... Be on but the I feel
1: Kovacic thing. Kovacic is more mobile yeah, as opposed no. to Jorginho, you know. So, I, I mean, if I know I give the ball to Kovacic, at least he'll move it a bit. He'll move around a bit. Jorginho, no. key is that he takes 10 yards in a circle. And if he comes there, he it right. Pe dalta hai, right pe dalta hai, left, pe dalta hai. I'm not saying that's a no. bad thing. It's a good skill. True. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I prefer Kovacic. It's a subjective thing. Yeah. And uh, because he, if he, Kovacic drives your moves forward, there's more impetus and there is yeah. more intensity to your attack as opposed to a Jorginho yeah. who plays a lot of parallel passes.
0: So, And also Lampard has actually been tactically very flexible. I mean at Derby also he used to play with four-two-three-one, 2 3 one which is called in traditional formation because of the number 10 role involved in it. Yeah. So do you think uh a uh, Havertz to right wing pay, you know, he's not been really that good, to be honest to start with. And mm. even Zayech, mm. that is Zayach's position. And we cannot judge Havertz, I know that. But again, what do you think? Will he be continuing with 3-4-3 with a wing back position? Or do you think with a 4-2-3-1 or a normal four-three three, which Liverpool and City follow? Yeah, you know what? So,
1: so the yeah. thing is, first and foremost, if, if you're following uh, tactics in Premier League football or European football, yeah. it's just too confusing, man. It's just, it you know, like is. like there was a time when you would play a simple 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2. But now within games, you're changing to like three, four different formations. And yes. uh, Thomas Tuchel is someone who does that so often. which yeah. uh, used to do it with Dortmund, now does it with PSG. Yeah. So, you know, uh, sitting at home, it's just so confusing with what he's yeah. done. <laughs> uh, having said that, apne have four two three, one kanamlia and four three three kanamlia I like the sound of four three three because of the attacking display that you have, so up front in yeah. your three, then you would go with someone like a Werner, uh yeah. who else do you have uh, you have zaich right. and yeah. uh, one more player that you would need I, I, I mean, see, the problem is that Werner is not a player who plays th- through the center, yeah, he He's someone who plays on the left wing. Left. Andy, Andy, so, Andy, Andy. that means you would possibly have to put someone like, uh, there's Mason Mount as well. He's a lot more mobile. But I don't know if Mason Mount is the kind of player who can play off so, the shoulder of someone. So, uh, the then you, you have a toss-up at- between Tammy Abraham and Olivier Giroud. And yeah. if you put Giroud, then Giroud at least gives you the option of holding that ball. And yeah. then you can have runners off him, which is what he used to do at Arsenal a lot as well. Yeah. So, 4-3-3, may can a three-man midfield at the back. That yeah. will be the one which will be a little scary for me. Because you'll have Kante, okay. But then you'll have Kovacic. And yeah. to his side, you'll have another midfielder whose defensive yeah. capabilities will not be the greatest. So, while these guys will go up, bomb forward. These hmm. uh, yellow gaps. These ye hmm. problems problems. Because you have stopper backs, hai, either hmm. you have dominating stopper backs. Diago yep. Silva is untested at this level. And yep. he's at the wrong side of 30. I think he's 36 right now. So, okay. to expect Thiago Silva come in and take over the defence like someone like a Van Dijk did for Liverpool, yeah. you'd be out of your mind yeah. expecting him to do that. And for some reason, Kurt Zuma has never really gone up a level from the level that we'd seen him at Chelsea before. So, their two yeah. stopper backs are a little suspect for me. Add to that the goalkeeper. You know, yeah. Kepa. I feel Kepa bad for the guy, the guy because yeah. the guy constantly he has been getting hammered, man. Left, yeah. right yes. and centre. Or he's gone
0: through but, but us, sir. Hai, support... sir, but
1: there are individual errors in that, sir. His morale is down, I believe. Sir, but morale is down. is time. But this is down i There must have been something very good in this guy that you spent close to 60 plus million to get him from Spain, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've clearly seen something in him. And you've thought that, okay, year one, he'll be here. Year two, he'll progress. And possibly year two, year three onwards, he is our man. And he will be yeah. our man between the sticks for the next five, six years. But that yeah. hasn't happened. So they're going for that Mendy goalkeeper who's coming in from France. Yeah. Just yeah. remember one thing. Of all the yeah. positions in football, yeah. if your goalkeeper is unsure of himself, right? Yeah. Very quickly, all 10 people ahead of you will get to know that. And then it will transfer to all 10 of you. Goalkeeping is one such position, which is why people like spending big money on good goalkeepers. Because if you have a solid goalkeeper at the back, it translates into a certain amount of solidity towards the 10 people ahead. So, yeah, I mean, see, Chelsea could look good going up front. But going up front, you have guys who are untested at the Premier League and at the back to protect themselves. They don't have the best of defensive capabilities. You have Chilwell who's new, but he's of course yeah. knows the Premier League. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I would prefer a 4-2-3-1. But that so, would mean like, you'll have three, to play Giroud. Three, four, three also, with the wing backs. I mean, three-four-three three is
0: more suitable in my opinion because we track back. Kar sakte hai, you know, 3-4-3 uh, three, three So, three-four-three. 4 three, to... who
1: will be your three in the middle?
0: So, again, Kante, Jorginho and... Uh, I would prefer oh, so, I Havertz, your... Havertz because I'll tell you, Havertz in a midfield can be given an offensive role. And hmm. the rest of the two can be told to, okay, you have to track back. करने करने, along with Reece James and uh, आप, uh, you forget uh, this guy, Alonso. Because he will never be able to defend. So it's better hmm. that we uh, include Kante, Jorginho and Reece James, you know, to come back into the defensive line and in, in five or six numbers, which again, Crystal Palace was very good at. Uh,
1: we I want to talk about that also. Yeah, but you know what? See, the, the thing is that uh, if you saw the game versus Liverpool, yeah. A big part of that defensive problem came from the middle. And yes, the biggest it's... problem was that there was no one who was closing them down. Yeah. They had so much space on the ball. Yeah. So, it's defensive, you your toes, your toes, your toes, toes. They are doing something like that. You can yeah. do that in the, the opposition's half. You can yeah. do that at the halfway line. Yeah, but but you once cannot he's moving in towards your attacking line, you yeah. need to pressurize them. You need to stop giving them space on the ball. So, when you have yeah. a team like Liverpool and you give them space and time on the ball to move it around, they yeah. will open you up. They will eat you up. They will spit you out and walk home. Yeah. So, that for me is a problem for Chelsea. So, uh, we're absolutely. only two games into the season, man. And, you know, yes, the, the beauty absolutely. of uh, time yeah. in any, any sphere of life is yeah. that time heals and fixes a lot of things. But time can also screw up a lot of things because if you start on a downward spiral and for some yeah. reason if you're not able to you know fix it sure. then that hole just keeps getting bigger and bigger but abhi do mm-hmm. gamey i think Aren't we you? should give them some time i think at least 10 games you need to give these guys which yeah. is why i'm saying forget the premier league forget forget titles yeah. the point is to just stay in champions league level football and then That's expect it. good results come next season yeah.
0: So uh, coming on, uh, we've spoken about Chelsea as well. Coming on to uh, Manchester United, sir. So. They lost 3-1 against Crystal Palace. I'd agree with this that, okay, with 27 possession, Crystal Palace, Roy Hodgson was pretty clever enough knowing that okay, they cannot compete with an offensive tactics, you know, against United because obviously they're an attacking team. So what he did was he parked the bus and he was waiting, Ki, bhi, chalo, let me absorb the attack, I'll hit them on the counter. Yeah. And that is what they exactly did. And surprisingly, they uh, manchester united were playing one dimensional football they are you know they daniel james was at the right flank he was so terrible he's a right footed footballer again if he wants to make a inverted inside save run he was unable to do that so i mean uh, they left out that option they are going on to rashford they you know rashford is taking too many touches on the ball and crystal palace had six seven people inside their defense tall uh, giants i mean so what do you have to say about United? How, how I mean, it's, it was a terrible loss. They should have won the game
1: yeah. easily. Yeah, you know, I don't know. if They should have won the game easily because uh, despite having 75% possession, you only managed one goal. Yeah. If uh, see, they, you can have a lot of possession, yeah. but if you're not doing anything with that possession, then it's the opposition that's winning. Simple yeah. thing. Opposition is saying, ha karo jo karna apne. Apne ko koi problem nahi ho raha boss. Because ha. apne ko problem deni hai to aao na, attack karo na. And yeah. use your brains a little bit, try opening us up a little bit. I think yeah. United's biggest problem is they don't have a creator. And they're, they're, they're always in two minds that Bruno Fernandes is withdrawn yeah. so from deep lying playmaker. Or Bruno Fernandes is in between the lines. Hai, where midfield or strikers will operate and do that. Yeah. Now, the thing is, if you play Bruno Fernandes in between the lines, na, yeah. someone like him, I feel, will get less space on the ball up front. So, decision-making has to be spot-on. Time on the ball is much lesser. As opposed to going deep, getting the ball, get time on the ball. And your vision then entails you who to find, how to move. Yeah. One is that problem. The other problem is Paul Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Pogba, Janab, it is pretty clear he wants to leave. He Looking is not it. happy there. And he is yeah. such a big player. He is a World Cup winner. That definitely has an impact on the other players in this squad. So, Paul Pogba, now you decide, do I make him play as a deep-lying playmaker? Okay. If you make him play as a deep-lying playmaker, who will snatch the ball for you? Who's going to snatch the ball for you? I wouldn't put my money on Paul Pogba wanting to snatch the ball for me. Um, Maybe if this was Paul Pogba of Juventus? Yes. Because he was a beast then. But yeah. at that time also he had people with him. He had people like marquizio then who were the other guys in yeah. that Juventus side? Uh, I mean you had Pierlo, he was lying deep yeah. as well. So and and of yeah. course you had the two stopper backs in Juventus at the time. You had Chiellini Bonucci. and you had Barzagli, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, there was Bonucci. So that yeah. was a solid stopper back Bonucci. line. Yeah. Yahape United ke stopper backscone. Harry Maguire, who I've yeah. never understood why you spent so much money on this guy. But, then next to him is who? Lindelof? Edel- Lindelof. And uh, it's and Lindelof. And who's the other stopper Eric- back? Eric Bailey. They are Bailey. Bailey. Uh, my point being that their defensive capabilities are very, very weak. Uh, they look very weak. Solskjaer looks confused. Sometimes yep. he comes across as very one-dimensional. Yep. Uh, you born and bought Danny Van Der Beek. Okay, great. Uh, but what do you want of Danny Van Der Beek? I don't get it. Uh, where do you want to play Danny Van Der Beek? If you look at his stats, Danny Van Der Beek generally operates center midfield. He yeah. doesn't play so much as a withdrawn midfielder. And uh, his second best numbers are playing as an attacking midfielder. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. You've done that. So then you tell me what is the problem? How are you going to fit in Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes yeah. and Danny Van Der Beek? I don't know how you plan to do that. Because yeah. you have no one in there who can snatch the ball for you. And mind you, yeah. so football is not all about attacking. Yeah. Attacking is just 50% of the game. Hey, yeah. 50% unke paas bhi to ball honi. Hai na. No, ball no. Bhi to, hai. Ball hai, to gaps karne. So that is such an important aspect of the game. Absolutely. So that I think is where they're lacking big time. Then on top of that, in uh, attack, you've got Martial, who a lot of people say he's a top player. I think he's a talented player. He's not a top player because a top player is someone who will consistently perform week in, week out. So yeah. if, if there's a run of uh, of a one season, and Martial yeah. for me, a top player will, you know, he will impact that season in a big way. Unlike the the current Martial, yeah. who impacts certain phases of a season. So yeah. at the end of last season, Martial played really well, and so United went on that crazy run. But yeah. other than that, there are times in the season when Martial goes missing. दिखता yeah. ही Rashford, I, I I still feel Rashford should be playing down the center. <laughs> I, I prefer him as
0: a player who plays down the center. But then move in like from flanks. He, he doesn't have that much pace as Rashford has. Either they need to buy two again. That is why Jadon Sancho is right wing and they don't have anyone on the wings if, you know. If they don't have Rashford at the left, then both the wings
1: are open. That is the problem. I th- I think they're in serious trouble, to be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, you have to take Sancho ko Sancho, you have to win title nahi hai. And even with Sancho coming in, yeah. how does he guarantee you moving into a top-four spot? That's Sancho coming that's... in, then you have a midfield of Pogba, Wang Yubi, you have Bruno Fernandez, You have yeah. all very one-dimensional players in the sense yeah. they love to attack. But yeah. they have no defensive capabilities in them. Yeah, Right?
0: Sir, uh, Matic, they should have played Matic. Nemania,
1: Matic is one guy who's there. Yeah,
0: McTominay
1: rahe hai, sir. I don't understand that. Like. Yeah, Mc, McTominay aap rahe ho. So, you know, may, may, man, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm loving it. <laughs> I really like it. I, I have a lot of Manchester United fa- friends, <laughs> uh, fans who, who are friends of mine. Yeah. And uh, I, I keep on pulling their leg. I said, what's up What's glory, glory. Hota tha ek time pe. Uh, but yeah, I think they're in serious trouble, man. But... Uh, you see, that's how things have changed, man. There was a time when Manchester United and Arsenal yeah. were the top two. And there was Absolutely. no one close to them. But yeah. then, now you see where they are. They are sides who I wouldn't even guarantee them top six. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Arsenal, yeah. on the basis of what they're doing with Arteta, are great. But the sample size is too small right now. So, yeah. I would still say Man U and Arsenal are someone who probably make up the top eight. Of yeah. The Premier League because you see the way Leicester City is moving. Oh, yeah. You see, uh, who the League? Wolverhampton, man? Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton, what a side. You see the what kind of football player. they're playing. Absolutely. Uh, I was telling you right earlier, it's about how you change, interchange positions, move with the ball, confuse yeah. the opposition. Wolverhampton yeah. does that to perfection. Yeah. Diego Jota, uh, the signing that Liverpool has made, is yeah. such a smart signing. Yes. I'm sorry, World I'm going World off, off topic of because I've seen the Nations League and, yeah. uh, Portugal looked so good. Portugal oh, yeah. looked so so good after a long time. I am seeing yeah. such a solid Portugal team. So much yeah. so that they are my contenders for the Euro next year. Okay. That Portugal's biggest problem has always been that despite all their technical capabilities, yeah, they've never had top goal scorers and strikers other than yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Uske baal, jo dusra naam Portugal mein aata tha, that That was a person by the name of Pauletta. Pauletta used to play for PSG. And then you also had Nuno Gomez. But neither of them were world-class strikers who will influence games in big competitions like Euros and World Cups. But now, you see this side, man. There's that kid who's at Atletico Madrid. I think he's a very good player. You have Jota, who is so good. Uh, and there are so many I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the names, but Nelson
0: comes from Barcelona. What do you think about that? The right back. He's into Wolves now.
1: Again, again, smart move, man. Again, really smart move. You know, he's going for technical players. He's going for technical players who are fast, who understand the system of shifting position. If you Absolutely. play at Barcelona, you need to understand the position. Uh, you need to understand the system of how you don't just operate on the flanks. You sometimes come inside. You sometimes go wide out. Yeah. And you need to have the capabilities of holding the ball with you, even if there's a player who's two yards out. Yeah. You have the technical capability of holding the ball and moving the ball rather than pumping it forward. So Semedo is a very, very smart move. We can talk a but Barcelona, is Spanish sure. league, I haven't seen that much of it. Sir, but, wo, yeah, Wolverhampton have... is, is for me. <laughs> 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 I, I would rate Wolverhampton ahead of United and Arsenal.
0: Definitely, sir. sir,
1: sir, I am predicting Arsenal will come in top four. This is my... Sir, you can your but I of that jab, jab, Arsenal
2: Arsenal
1: Though I feel, I feel yeah. that this time, uh, the fact that there are no fans in the stadium, yeah. I think it will go Arsenal's way. Because this is a side, yeah. if and you've noticed that when the intensity and the atmosphere courtesy of the fans goes up, yeah. it seeps it, into fumble. the players. Yeah, yeah they fumble. It, it seeps into the players. This time, there are no fans. There's nothing. So that intensity remains and they don't let yeah. go of the concentration. I think it will help them. True. So, coming on to the best
0: teams, which ones United and Arsenal used to be. Let's talk about Liverpool and Manchester City together. You know, uh, there are very few managers who have been given a lot of time, especially with the likes of Klopp and Pep getting 4-5 to five seasons to embed a team. So, let's not talk about Pep again because he got a star-studded team already and he had a lot of finances backed as
1: well. Clop, yeah, but, but irrespective, it. man. I mean, if you, if yeah, you give exactly. it to any, any manager and you give him a lot of money and say, Ja, Sheraja, yeah, team, bana, huh. uh, that, that, that uh, in terms of percentage, effect. no, in yeah. terms of percentage, you can only guarantee 20% of success. Yeah. After that, in fact, the job is tougher. Yeah. Then you've got to get these guys who are on heavy salaries and you have to yeah. make them play the way you do. Absolutely. And if, you, if you've seen uh, the Amazon documentary of Man City, yeah. there's a certain amount of fear yeah, within his is. players the, the, reasons, so the reason perfect. why they never
0: go past quarterfinals in the Champions League you know and it is alarming
1: how they are not able to cross that yeah I think, I think that in that there is pe pe what... a doubt that you have given a formation that you have played before formation that you don't have to play so you don't have to play before you before you so the manager there is a doubt you are right and what about
0: Sterling sitter. That was such an easy shot. He blew it up in the air. That was nowhere to be seen. I mean, that was unexpected. They could have at least drawn the match.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think that that for me will be the ascension of Raheem Sterling. Because he's not done it. It's not like he hasn't done it before. He's he's missed, he's missed these sitters a lot of times in the past as well. So it's a part of his game. It's unfortunate that it came in the game versus Leon. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, if you, if you know Sterling and if he's a part of your team, Guardiola would have known that this ladka is So, hmm. season, mein, there will be these five, six, seven chances where you'll go like, how did he miss kar diya? Unfortunately hmm. for Guardiola, it came in the game versus Lyon. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So I would like to so ask you, you, you yeah. need to understand something that, that at top level sport, na, and I, yeah. I get the fact that there are fans and dil ka hai so you know it, it's a very black and white kind of scene ki, how are you not winning how are you losing but yeah. top level sport operates in a gray area a yeah. gray area is between black and white yeah so you need to be very measured in your thinking yeah so uh, you know ma- ma- like i'll tell you how um, which was uh, what was I reading right now? But I read a very nice thing. It was, it was about the IPL. Yeah. So, okay. Chennai Super Kings last night. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm bringing up cricket. No, uh, no, Chennai no, no, Super no. Kings last night lost to Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, and they got yeah, thumped. Yeah. They got thumped all over the park. Right? <laughs> yeah. In a game where Chennai won the toss. In a okay. game uh, where Chennai opted to field first. So, that means the advantage was in their favor. Still, they got thumped. Yeah. So, someone was, was who's, I think Seva was analyzing. He okay. said, I am pretty sure what Dhoni would have done in the dressing room is yeah. that no one would have spoken about the game. Yeah. They would have not mentioned anything. They yeah. would have been happy and they would have just gone home. That's it. Because yeah. he had done this in 2007 as well. When T a T20 World Cup, mein, these guys had got hammered by yeah. New Zealand. But yeah. that yeah, I, I, is the measured kind of approach you need to have at yep. top-level sport. You can't be reactive. You can't yep. be super, super reactive, yep. right? So, okay. in, in that aspect, I think it's it's a pretty simple, this thing. You, yep. as, as someone who's running and, and, and uh, you know, as the big oil guys who are financing and the owners of City, yep. you say, okay, we, we get rid of Guardiola because for some reason, he's not being able to cross that hurdle in yep. the Champions League. But then yeah. you tell me, is there someone better than Guardiola in world football who will come and improve your team? Is there someone right now? I don't think there is. So, you there continue is, uh, with Guardiola. And you so hope that he will learn when the new year comes. Yeah. You have to have that measured level of decision-making at top-level sport. If, if, if everything is very rash, then so Mamla is be Yeah. So, I think still Ancelotti and
0: definitely Klopp are good contenders of, you know, world-class managers, you know, when it comes to competing against City, especially Ancelotti.
1: But if you I decision to Guardiola ko aur Ancelotti ko lao. and Ancelotti hmm. and see, the thing is you Ancelotti ko leai, and you see the squad that is there, yeah. which means then you're looking at a transition you're looking at a rebuild that because obvious. that squad has been put together very methodically and meticulously to play a Guardiola style of football. Yes. Now, you bring in Ancelotti, yeah. who doesn't necessarily play a Guardiola style of football. Yeah. But what he can do is because he is a very experienced guy, he can yeah. say, okay, you do this, you do that so that we get through the season. But yeah. Eventually, you're putting a risk there because then you're saying the transition starts to a new manager, a new ethos. And yeah. sometimes that could take two years, that could take three years, and sometimes that could put you further back. Yeah. So, when you have the best manager in the world at your disposal, all you yeah. do Is back him as simple as that?
0: Yeah. So, uh, all right. I've uh, we've pretty much uh, gotten to know about Manchester City and Liverpool about what you think about them. Uh, Again, I was coming on to the point that Liverpool and City, you know, the kind of squad they've built on. They've really won consecutive Champions League and they won the Premier League this past season. And City have been winning with Pep as well the league titles, domestic titles. So, where do you see these both teams standing in the next five years by 2025? Do you think they will do something similar to what uh, United and Arsenal did?
1: I think so. I, I think they will. I think uh, the, the the United-Arsenal rivalry that stayed for so long, which was, you could call it a duopoly. Right? Yeah. I think that's the word yeah. when you have two you people have up, yes. who are yeah. dominating for so long. So, you could call that Correct. duopoly is going to be repeated by yes. Liverpool and Manchester City. Because you yeah, are not looking dickni rabbi. If you 200 million, 400 million, do janab. Aap unke yeah. aas ho hi You are nowhere Not close true. to them right now. So City, Absolutely. because of the style of football they play, Liverpool, the style of football they play, and there's a core. There yeah. is a core that has been together for a while now. And that yeah. is the beauty of top-level sport. When you can show that level of trust and faith, yeah. this is a long-term project long-term yeah. project that will see its fruits coming out in year four or year five that's when you start right. um tasting success at the highest level of sport so keeping that in mind liverpool and city ke paas koi hi nahi will they dominate and will they start winning a lot at the european level i don't know because okay. you've got some really solid european powerhouses you know one team which bayern we munich. don't talk enough about is bayern munich <laughs> and if if that Manchester United side that you're talking about, they used to dominate in Europe as well. Yeah. Um, will they be able to do what United used to do? Because Arsenal never dominated in Europe. They had that one season in the Champions League final. Other than yeah. that, it was a UEFA Super Cup with that They won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but in, in, in England, I, aas paas dikh So I, I think they will continue to dominate for the next four or five years easily. Absolutely.
0: Sir. So coming on to, again, Liverpool. Uh, we haven't spoken about Liverpool and City's defensive worries. We have talked attacking. So Fabinho, <laughs> you know, he played as a centre-back against Chelsea and he was brilliant at that. He was able to pocket uh, Werner over there. Uh, what do you think? Will he start as a permanent centre-back? Uh, I, I
1: don't think so. I don't think so because you have Van Dijk, A. Uh, then I, I, I like that boy. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Joe Gomez. I like Joe Gomez. Yeah, so these these two come across as pretty solid. But the good thing, is Fabinho, is Fabinho is like the Fernandinho of Liverpool, right? Yeah. He's someone who can play in the middle. He's someone who is uh, comfortable on the ball. And he's someone who can make shift during a game, come from a central midfield position and move into a, a, st- a, a defensive position. So what he could do is suddenly, if they're winning, and you know they're seeing there's a lot of attack on them, you could move from two central pairing to a three central pairing because Fabinho yeah. is there in the side. So, yeah. so I, I mean... Liverpool's defensive frailties, I don't think they have too many, to be honest. Yeah. I, I really like their fullbacks as well. And the reason I like their fullbacks is not only are they super lethal going forward, yeah. but they're also very good when they're yeah. at the back defending their goal. So, yeah. Liverpool, and you know, one guy we haven't spoken about is Gigi Wijnaldum. Yeah. Gigi Wijnaldum, for me, is one of the best defensive midfielders in the world right now. Absolutely. And he he flew you displays what a modern day defensive midfielder is. So if you compare him to the Cloud Makalele of Real Madrid and Chelsea, he yeah. was um he was very one dimensional. So, he win the ball, and he see who hmm. I, I stopper yeah. So I am in front of them and I am defending them. That's it. Yeah. Now this Gigi by and courtesy of Kante, I think Kante was part of that. Yeah. Is that these defensive midfielders are people who move up a lot more as well, but they also yeah. come back and track back and work work really hard off the ball. So you have Fabinho yeah. there who's protecting them as well. Yeah. But for me, Gigi Baldaldum, I can understand why Barcelona are going for him. Yeah. Um you've got Thiago Alcantara as well. So I don't know if you should sell Vinaldum. If I was if I was the coach, I would not sell Vinealdum at all. Because yeah. if you sell Wijnaldum, then you're, uh, like you said, defensive frailties because of the way they attack. You're yeah. sort of opening up for counter-attacks in a sense. Um, yeah. But other than that, Liverpool look very solid. Manchester yeah. City, uh, I would say Manchester City a lot more frail than Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, in that sense, he's, he's bought a few players. Yeah. I don't know if the Koulibaly deal has happened. Has the Koulibaly deal happened?
0: No, it is it is not true. But again, uh, PSG is also onto him, so they're
1: actually yeah. waiting if City or PSG will grab him. Yeah. So then there's Upmekano as well from Red Bull to Salzburg. Yeah. Uh, Red, yeah, Red Bull, Red Bull, right? Yeah. Um. So, so there's a reason they're going for him because clearly they need someone in the center of the park. And when Absolutely. you don't have that one leader in the center of the park, the fear, आपकी ना गाडी to थोड़ी हिली-जुली um, other than that, Fernandinho's time is up, I feel, in a way. Rodrigo. Rodri, I think, is the player's name. Rodri is a good player. Yeah. So, City, yeah, City, in a sense, are good. And City, for some reason, I feel, because of the amount of ball they keep, right? They yeah. don't need to be yeah. too yeah. worried yeah. about those hardened defenders or old-school defenders that you need to have. Yeah. Which is why, if you see, a lot of City's yeah. players are midfielders who do a lot of defensive work yeah. as well. Because they pride in the fact that we will keep the ball. So, if if there are, say, let's just say 100 touches in the game, then City will aim to make at least 75 touches. Then for those 25 touches, they'll say, okay, we will, you know, because of the way we close down players, we'll stop giving them play. uh, We'll stop giving them possession. And we'll cut out their vision, basically. You've seen the way City players now. The person who's on the ball, they go at him. They also surround him in such a way that his vision to find someone new they try cutting yeah. that off. Yeah. So yeah, I, I still feel if you I had to pick between Liverpool and City, I would say Liverpool yeah. are much stronger defensively. City, yeah. there are still times I feel they can be opened up.
0: All right. All right. So so finally, I would like your uh, view, viewpoint on the dark horses of the season. You know, Bielsa's Leeds is there. Then we have Crystal Palace, Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace. We have Nuno's Wolves. We have Ancelotti's Everton.
1: Who do you think out um, of these four will come fifth or sixth? I mean Wolves. You're, yeah. that Wolves. doesn't it doesn't take a rocket science to, rocket scientist to figure that out. Wolves, easily. Yep. Uh, yep. Wolves, I I would say Wolves should be tapping trying to go to top four. But yep. if not that then first six for sure. Wolves yep. for me. Um Ancelotti's Everton, Abibo Nea Josh hai, team hai. I don't yep. know if they'll last the distance, so the jury is still out on that. Yep. Leeds United is a wonderful story, yeah. Leeds United yeah. is a wonderful story because here's a man who clearly believes in his ethos and his principles. And he's saying, ho promote yeah. Hoge, and we've come up from the championship. I will not yeah. let go of my style of play. Because a lot of teams yeah. that do come up, they first then think how do we save ourselves from the drop? So yeah. then that takes precedence over everything. Yeah. We have to save ourselves from the drop. For Leeds yeah. United, it's a little different. Yeah. They are saying, "How do we go out there and express ourselves to the fullest?" And while they do that, and they did that versus Liverpool, yeah. they also have serious defensive frailties. I feel yeah. their defense Liverpool. is all over the place, yeah. and the way they are set up to attack, um, yeah. and the quality of defenders that they have, because at yeah. times when you attack with four and five, you're leaving at least close to four and five at the back. Opposition Absolutely. teams, I think, with those 4-5. So then what you'd really need is top quality 4-5 defenders or defensive midfielders, people who are protecting yeah. your goal. Unfortunately, I don't see Leeds as having that. So Leeds yeah. will be a team which will have a bow factor, which will have a lot of neutrals talking about it. But yeah. uh, if, if Leeds get into a top 10, then that's a success story for them. So I don't see yeah. that happening. I, I I still feel that Leeds will go through a slump. And there will be a time when they will be fighting for relegation. So if I had to pick a dark horse, it would be Wolverhampton Wanderers. I wouldn't even say five and six. I would say Wolverhampton Wanderers for top four, for sure. I love that coach Yeah, He's a strong guy who believes in the way he plays. And if you've noticed, a lot of Portuguese, good Portuguese coaches are coming through in the last five, six years. You had uh, Mourinho, of course. You have Viash Boash. You had the guy who was at uh, Watford. Silva, right? Marco Silva? Marco, Marco Silva, Silva uh, was another coach who's Portuguese and now you have of course Nuno. So yeah. good times for Portugal because all of that is then reflecting on their national team. And with the Absolutely. Euro so close by, I'm once again saying it, man, Portugal is the <laughs> team to watch out for.
0: Absolutely. I, I I agree with that. Portugal has really developed over the years. It really developed. And I don't think they really need Cristiano Ronaldo to rely on them anymore. They no. don't.
1: They don't. They don't. So,
0: uh, we haven't really spoken about Gareth Bale as well. What do you think about his inclusion in Tottenham?
1: I think it's a, it's, it's a brilliant signing. I think it's a brilliant signing. And purely because, uh, see, uh, when, you, when you talk about a, a good signing, you talk about how good a fit he's going to be to the existing system. Yeah. So, you look at Tottenham and you look at their manager, Jose Mourinho, who's now going to be playing out his first full season, yeah. which means he's going to be trying hard to stamp his authority on the yeah. Jose Mourinho style of football. Primarily, whenever you look, Jose has succeeded by yeah. playing a counter-attacking style of football, which means off the ball, you are strong, you are a tight unit, but as yeah. soon as you win the ball, boom, counter. So, yeah. Eric Bale for me is a very wise acquisition and we haven't seen too much of him. So, how much pace he has left yeah. will be a big defining factor for how successful he is. Because my guess is, with that front three, Harry yeah. Kane, Song ming and Gareth Bale, you win the ball, you counter attack them, and you counter attack with these three players. And if yeah. you keep Delhi Ali, okay, great. You counter attack with these three, four players. Any Premier League side, Liverpool, Man City, anyone, they will be trembling for sure. So I think Gareth Bale is a wise acquisition, but just throw it out because uski speed nahi right now. He's a top quality player. Anyone who scored more than 100 goals for Real Madrid is a top quality player. Absolutely. does he still have the speed in his legs? Because that, for me, is his finest asset. Take out the speed from Gareth Bale. Then Gareth Bale is not your top quality player. So, when he does, of course, make his debut, I'm guessing that's when we'll get to know. And, you know, for someone who has speed, you can't judge him on the first game. Especially someone who's hardly had playing time in his last few years. Speed also comes like rhythm, momentum. So, you have to give him at least three, four, five games of regular playing time where he's making those sprints. me, you'd never know if his muscles have gone weak, he might pull a hamstring or so. Because, you know, yep. when your muscles are weak, generally, it's muscle injuries that come out and not impact injuries that come out. Yeah. So, uh, Gareth Bale, yeah, you'll have to give him some time. And if the speed Barkarar hai, up, then Harry Kane, Sung Ming-Hoon and Gareth Bale attacking your defenders is a frightening prospect.
0: Absolutely. It's actually... It's, it'll be interesting to see how Tottenham really come up with the squad. And uh, I'd like, also, I'd like you to shine upon the... What do you think about the PL table? How will it be uh, You know, after 18 or 19 matches, after half the season is really over? What do you think about the rankings?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Liverpool and City will be up top, for sure. Yeah. Maybe someone like a... I don't know if Leicester has the the fuel in their tank... Yeah. To continue what they've done last season and, you know, that season when they won the Premier League. So, that was a completely different season, different teams. It was a so, Leicester, of course, I would put my money on them. Yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers, I think I've said it enough. I sound like a PR agent for Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> the amount of taking their name. Uh, there's something yeah. different about Arsenal. There's something cutthroat and rugged about Arsenal. But, just uh, like you said before, a when then So, to Everton, I don't think Everton are as strong as people are making them out to be. Because yeah. you need to realize a lot of the teams right now in the Premier League are not coming this season. Just this season in particular. particular. Yeah. Teams are not coming in with any pre-season. Yeah. So, you're coming in into a Premier League season on the back of very few games. True. New players coming in and because Everton have brought in that quality player like Hamez yeah. or or like Allen, and there are a couple of more, so then you know those, those technically superior players shine versus the collective. Give yeah. it a seven, seven games, seven match days, eight match days. No. I think that's when teams will start picking up their groove. And that's when I feel Everton will start having a bit of a problem. Other than that, Manchester United, yeah, I mean they'll be there and thereabouts for sure, top five, top seven. People who are fans of United might hate me for saying this, but I genuinely don't see how and what they are going to do, especially under Solskjaer, uh, especially when there's someone like a Mauricio Pochettino. I don't understand why they're not making a play for him because there are not too often in top-level football uh, that you have the option of getting an upgrade on your current manager. I think we all agree that if you get Mauricio Pochettino, he would be an upgrade. And that yeah. is one of the major reasons for getting someone new. Is he yeah. bringing in something new to the club that will take us back to another level? You would yeah. say yes with Pochettino. Yeah. For some reason, they are showing their faith in Solskjaer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just surprised. If, if you had to ask me which yeah. manager would get the sack this season, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it would be Solskjaer. And that's Even when we so. would probably see the entry of and, uh, Mauricio Pochettino. So,
0: as you had mentioned before as well, I don't see uh, United coming into the top five or even six, maybe. So you know, top four is like a little far away for them. I don't know if it works out well, well and good, but I don't see them happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't seem to be right under a soldier.
1: So again, sir. But you 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 haven't you haven't told me your top five. Eh? How about telling me your oh, top yeah. five? What so, do you think? My top five
0: would be definitely Liverpool at the top. But yeah, coming. Coming down, obviously sitting... Are you a Liverpool fan? I am a Liverpool fan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and followed by I think Chelsea and Fourth Pay, I seriously have a this thing for either Arsenal or Spurs somehow. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot Spurs. Spurs are also there, yeah. True. Yeah. So Fourth Pair, I think Arsenal or Spurs. I don't see United coming in at all, sir. Like, the season, mm-hmm. I mean, pre-season, they've lost to Aston Villa as well. So, I mean, yeah. it speaks volumes, the way they're managing.
1: But there, there is some quality, and uh, you'll have to give it time. Uh, the point is that in a, in a Premier League, I don't know if you can afford to give time. Because yeah. then, then if, you, if you're giving it time, and you're saying, up kar lenge, pick up, karleenge, bo karleenge, then you're eventually fighting for 5th, 7th, 8th type of position. Yeah. That cutthroat thing comes when you're fighting for top 4. Yeah. uh first two weekends mein mein ek do diye. and that that one or two points makes a difference at the end of the season, so that cutthroat nature i would say uh, united isn't there for me as well. I would agree with you
0: yeah is i don't know like if i am right or not, but then yeah, I think we both agree with that <laughs> yeah, and coming totally. on to the last uh, this thing sir uh, what do you think about the relegated teams? who do you think will get relegated this season? i mean Fulham really came into the from the Championship. Leeds came from the Championship. West Brom came from the Championship. Who do you think will get
1: Yeah, to? Fulham and West Brom. Fulham okay. and West Brom for sure. Fulham, Fulham looked like a Championship side when they played yeah. versus Arsenal. Yeah. I don't think they've been able to make the step up. No. Yeah. And uh, after Scott after, Parker, after, yes. for all that he's done in the Championship, I thought he made a few blunders in that game. Definitely. Uh, West Brom again, I don't think they will... They have the so fuel really and the, the, the court strength... Court so, uh, to, to, yeah, to to carry on. Yeah. And as far as the third third relegation spot is concerned, they are for the lottery, bro. You know, the the, and, uh, right? you'll have four or five teams fighting for that. That's the beauty of the Premier League. That uh, there is that com- competitive nature, which is lacking in something like the ISL in India. Okay, yeah. relegation promotion in India. So if you're not yeah. making the top four in the ISL, then it's yeah. uh, Sunday football picnic, So that's the beauty of the Premier League is that while I, I would say two for me are a guarantee who will go down, leads yep. I don't think will go down, but that third relegation spot uh, will be fought for at least four or five teams. So that is good for the viewers at least.
0: Absolutely. I'd agree with that. And uh, in my opinion, Murito Leal aggressor, I think Sheffield United have a chance of getting relegated because I don't know. They've had a very terrible start to the season. They've lost the first two matches. And I mean, I'm again judging them too soon, but I don't think the strategies they used in last season, you know, they had one defender always running to the other box. And, hmm. you know, that sort of a strategy always lands you up in trouble, especially with. But,
1: the... but, but, but Sheffield, Sheffield, the, but these are the kind of teams that also play to their strength, yeah. which is physicality, long ball football. Oh, yeah. And they know that. And more often than not, they know how to grind a result out, at least in home conditions. So, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're talking relegation, you're not talking about winning every weekend. When you're talking fighting for relegation, you're winning. You're expecting to win one game in four. You're expecting yeah. to pick out a draw in one in five. Yeah. And then you add up all of that at the end of the season, it could help you avoid the drop. So, teams like Sheffield and all. <sighs> Brighton is looking good, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield right-wing and all, sprint. yeah, I mean, you're right, they're little contenders for relegation, yeah. but I don't think they're a sure shot right now to be relegated.
0: How, how would you comment on lampty the right wing back, who had actually schooled, again, we had spoken about uh, Chelsea getting schooled, and he's actually consistently performed well, six to seven sprints every, you know, every two quarters. So what right. do you want to say about that?
1: I think, uh, The fact is that they're saying that he might get an England call-up, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that Lamperty might get an England call-up. And mind you, this is not the England of old, where it looked like a Thakawa, Purana England, even though you had the big names then. But yeah. that England of old never looked threatening at the continental level, European level, world level. This yeah. English side, which is playing European-level football and will contest for the World Cup, is looking like a solid unit.
0: Absolutely. So if he is
1: getting a chance to get in there, that is testimony of how good he's been. Now, I'll yeah. be honest, I haven't seen too much of Brighton this season. Okay. From whatever I've read, and I've read about their manager, Graham Potter, is that here's a guy who's a solid manager. Uh, I was reading something about him in Norway, where he was with this one team, which was four divisions down. And uh, every season, he got them promoted, and they got into the top division in Norway. So that, for me, speaks volumes for a coach, that he's done it every year at a different level. So I'm guessing he knows exactly what he has to do at the Premier League, and the results... Are showing, if not the results in the quality of football they're playing is showing. And a lot of attacking modern day football depends on fullbacks. Bhai, that, that zamana chaleya. You know, yeah. you had a few like Kafu who were standing yeah. out and using wow, Kafu what, Kafu this. Now yeah. every fullback's job, 50% is attacking, 50% yeah. is defending. Though even some you'd say 70% is attacking, and 30% yeah. is defending. So the, the 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 role of the fullback has changed. Yeah. Uh, not too many proper defenders are playing fullbacks now. Now, yeah. when you're looking for fullbacks and you're looking to select fullbacks, your first yeah. criteria is speed. Your other first criteria is technicality, how comfortable yeah. you are on the ball, and then yeah. possibly comes how good you are at defending. Yeah. So that way, I think Lamptey looks a good fit in that position. And yeah. uh, you know, in choti team, ki kya when expectation is not much, and yeah. that in itself can help you perform even better. You can get the better out of yourself. Because you know we know we won't get relegated. So we can go all out and take the opposition out. So yeah, I mean, two games is a small sample size. But the fact that if he's getting an England call-up, then that tells you all about how he's been doing for Brighton.
0: Absolutely. And I know you're running out of time. So I'll uh, quickly as well close the, this thing. So yeah. Um and I on a personal note I'd like to ask you, uh, you've gone and watched Arsenal's game. I've seen your pictures. So how is it feel going to a stadium, you know, for an Indian from another country altogether? How 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 will a fresh, fresher how will a newbie in a football uh, feel? Um
1: you So know? I I will sum it up for you some shape making Lamba Bioga Mara. So right? I was alone. Right, I was in England to play a football tournament, a five-a-side Budweiser football tournament. Yep. We lost, we got hammered, whatever. But I picked up tickets in black. It was Arsenal's okay. last home game of the season, so mm-hmm. I paid upwards of 120 pounds, which is yep. maddening at that time. Yeah, and because I had to see Santi Cazorla, I had to see Ozil. Yep. and I all alone, took the yep. tube, walked in yep. from the tube, yep. went yep. there. The beauty yeah. of that is that as soon as I stepped into the stadium, found my seat, I did not feel alone for even a minute. I oh. did not feel like even once taking yeah. out my phone and checking out what's happening on Instagram, what's happening on Twitter, what's yeah. going on in the world. i time. Yeah. I felt like I was part of the club. yeah, and I felt like I had my people around me. Okay. am football player, but I am not a football player. 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 मैं am not a football player. I 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 am I frustration is there. I was talking tactics with random people I had never met before. Yeah. Eventually, we were sitting and talking how one should move, who one should bring on. Why is the team doing this? Why is the team doing that? Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was a brilliant, brilliant experience. If yeah. anyone ever gets the chance yeah. in the Premier League, whatever your favorite team is, make sure you go. You don't need to find anyone. Just get yourself a ticket, go alone, land up there, and believe you me, you will not feel alone. It will be one of your experiences, your best ever experiences. It truly was one of my best ever experiences, you know. So after that game got over, I was smiling for the rest of the day. Because that is yeah. how happy I was.
0: That is amazing, sir. Amazing to know that. Sir. And um, I'd like to thank you once again, sir, for coming on the show and taking out time for us, especially for the viewers as well. And I hope after the APL end soon, you will be able to join us again for another podcast with a couple of Arsenal fans because I do podcasts with a lot of Arsenal fans. So I'm mm-hmm. sure you will team up with them, and you know you you obviously roast United, <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was really nice, to so, having you. Also. Thanks, thanks so
1: much for this. Uday, has, has anyone, and by the way, so I'll, I'll put I'll put a question out for the people who are listening to your podcast. Okay. Does Uday's voice not sound like one of those voices that, uh, you know, when you uh, kidnap someone and you make the ransom <laughs> call and you want to change the voice a little bit? Doesn't <laughs> Uday's voice sound like that? We have your daughter. <laughs> and you put it in Uday's voice, so you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uday, has anyone told you this? Yes, I think everyone tells me the same thing, so. <laughs>
0: no, okay, best, Coming best. From you, sir, it was really nice. It was really nice. So, thank you for the
1: compliment. <laughs> thank you so much, Uday. Thank you so much, Uday. Thank you so much for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and Very it was good. great talking football with you.
0: Great, sir. Great, great, great. Thank you so much, sir. I'm